You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, take your seats. I said take your seats. Class, sit. Shh. I swear you're all acting like a bunch of animals. <laughs> Pet Life Radio presents Teacher's Pet, where you'll learn how to understand and communicate with your pet and train them to be the best pet they can be. It's time to see the world from your pet's point of view. So give a tail-wagging welcome to your Teacher's Pet host, Sarah Wilson. Welcome to Teacher's Pet. This is Sarah Wilson on Pet Life Radio. And today we're going to work on getting your dog to listen outside in the yard or when you're going about your yard chores. And Pip and I are going to do this with you. Uh, She sees that I have a leash, so she's leaping around. In our world, a leash means either she gets to work with me, which is a yay-rah, or we're going for a walk, which is great. So before we even go out the door, I'm going to tell her to place... I have her place on a raised bed because when all four dogs are getting ready to go out the door, she gets worked up. Um, She needs to be sent to a spot away from the commotion where she can control herself a bit. Pip, place, wait. So we're not going to leave without our dog, right? Here we go. Good girl. Nice. She ran up to the open door, then stopped and looked at me. Excellent. Okay. So we start on leash because you want to have control of your dog. Often what happens is we train our dogs not to listen outside because when we go outside, we let them play in the backyard and they have a great time, but we never actually train them out there. We train them in the house, then we let them run loose outside and do what they want, then we're surprised that they don't listen to us out here. Or, this is even more common, right? You train on lead, and how do you let the dog know that training is over? You take off the leash. So the minute you take off the leash, you've conditioned your dog to think, wahoo, playtime! And I want to change that around 180 degrees. And here's a fun, easy way to do it. You're going to walk up to your dog on lead and simply hold the leash. Pip, good girl. I'm just going to hold the leash here for a second. And for those of you that are beginning, do this inside at first. So I'm holding the leash and I'm going to be very boring. I'm holding the leash fairly short. I don't have any tension on her. I'm not dragging on her, but I'm not letting her go anywhere either. So boring, 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 boring. And then I'm going to reach down, unclip the lead, and... Atta girl! Good job! Good girl! Sit! So smart! That's so good! And I'm scratching her chest. What a good dog! Excellent. Then I clip the leash back on. It's hard to do with one hand, so give me a second. And I ignore her. So what are we doing? We're making on-leash boring, we're making unclipping the leash fun, and we encourage her to give us her attention when we take off the leash. So again, I'm going to take off the leash. I've just been boring for a minute. Take off the leash. Good girl! You're so smart! I'm backing away from her. Good girl! She's following me. Excellent! Nice eye contact. Good girl! Sit. So smart! Good job! That was great! Good girl! And now I'm going to put the leash back on. So you can see that by playing this game with your dog first inside, if you're a newbie at this, then outside, that pretty soon when your dog hears the leash unclip, they're not going to take off for parts unknown. They're going to look at you and go, oh, this means things get interesting. This is a nice game to play with any dog. Really important for competition dogs because these are things that we inadvertently teach dogs. We don't mean to. So I'm walking down the hill through our backyard to what we call the bowl, which is a flat area with steep sides. used to be a sand pit. It's sand now. I paused at the gate. She sat because that's our habit. 
I always want to link obedience with what she wants. Now, she wants to shoot through this gate. The minute I unclipped it, she popped her front feet forward a little bit. She kept her butt on the ground, but she's, ooh, I'm ready. This is one of her favorite spots, and this is an area where we play. So I'm going to actually let her off leash here because of uh, who she is and the level she's at, so we can do some recalls. Uh, I don't want her dragging this around in the bowl. So she's paused. She's looked at me. Good girl, go! And she's taken off like a shot, headed straight for a jolly ball. And now she stopped to look at me, and I'm wrapping up the leash so I can put it in my pocket. Yay! There you go! She just brought me the jolly ball and kicked it toward me because I know what she wants. Ooh, and this is a jolly ball who's clearly been mowed. All right, I have something she wants now. I'm carrying it. She's falling into heel position because that's a good guess. But I'm going to ask her to D-O-W-N. Pip down. Good girl. Very nice. Excellent. Now, if I had a calm dog or even a fairly normal dog in this area, I might immediately throw the ball as a reward. But if I immediately throw it for PIP, it's going to get her too worked up. Some terriers <laughs> get excited really easily, so I'm going to have her calm first. I wait a second, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to step slightly in front of her as if I'm body blocking for the mine game. And the mine game is what we play in My Smart Puppy to teach the puppy not to run through you. Well, here's a good use for it outside. She's off leash. I have a ball. I don't want her to race out without my permission. So I'm stepping in front of her. I'm taking the ball. I'm tossing it behind me. My body gives her the cue. She's looking at me again. Okay, get it. And off she goes like a rocket. Good dog. That was very good. Excellent. So the whole point of any behavior you teach your dog is to start integrating it into what you already do. So your dog starts to realize this isn't all playtime, that in fact listening to you causes the play to happen, not harassing you and not acting like a wild child, but listening. So there she goes. I'm going to call her. Pip come. Good girl. Had a girl rocking. Good job. That was really awesome. Good girl. Good. That was really nice. She came back to me right away. Notice that after I call her, I'm praising her immediately. And I want you guys to do that. Often what happens with come is people say, dog, come. And then they stare at the dog and the dog stares at them. And the dog sort of shrugs and goes, all right, who knows? And goes on about their business. I want to praise her the moment she looks at me. And I did. I said, come. She looked at me. Wahoo. Good job. Excellent. In fact, that praise I gave right there stopped her in her tracks and brought her back to me. Perfect. So we're walking around here, and she is grabbing the ball and running around. So let's do a little control game with her. If your dog knows um, sit or down, you can start using these at whatever level you're at. She's dropped the ball, and she's standing there looking at me, wagging her tail. Good. And she just sat and is looking at me. So I'm going to tell her wait and slowly walk around a little bit. Because almost everything I'm doing with PIP is building self-control and calm because she came well equipped with no self-control and no calm so it's all building it and I'm sitting here scritching her ears and her shoulders and her chest encouraging her to stay in that position and now I give her a double tap and release her okay very nice so she stayed in position she gets released she can go sniff around for a minute I still have the ball so I still have a big part of her attention pip down Good girl. Wait. And now I'm going to, whoops, and my dog popped up. I walked back toward her. She downed. 
good girl, good. Which means I have to stop talking to you for a minute and pay attention to my dog. Good girl, very good. She's probably a little confused by the conversation going on as we're training. Good girl, very nice. I'm going to step back into position next to her. Stroke her. I'm not going to release her. I don't want my dogs to think that attention equals release. That's not it. A lot of people do that, right? You do stay or wait and you get quiet. Stay, stay, stay. And then release and praise. And what happens then is you don't get a chance to reward your dog when they're doing it right. You reward them after they get up, but the praise, the stay itself, or the wait itself, never gets rewarded properly. So I want to be able to come over, stroke her, really let her know that's what I want. Whoops, she's going belly up here. So I'm going to take a minute and scratch her belly. Good girl. That's so good. And then double tap her as a release with an okay. So, okay, good. And she's up like lightning. So now she's running up the hill, and I'm walking up behind her. She can have fun with that. That's fine. Not every moment of every day is training. But as she gets ahead, pip come. Good girl. a girl. That was rocking. Good job. Go get that. So I toss the ball as the reward. And she's now got the ball and is running up ahead of me or will be in a second. There she goes. And is shaking it as is her way because she's a terrier. She's a dog first and a terrier second, so she does a lot of ball shaking. With the ball shaking, what you want to watch is how much your dog shakes and chomps the ball. The more stress she gets, the more excited she gets, the harder she chomps, the faster. Right now, she's pretty much carrying it, dropping it, (laughs) letting it roll down the hill and going and getting it because she's smart. But if she started chomping and shaking for all she's worth, then I would know she is getting a bit beyond herself, and that would signal me that I need to slow down do calmer exercises for a moment. We're up at the top ridge of our bowl, looking down on the house and on the horses. Stoney and Nick and June are napping in the sun. It's a cool November morning here. And Pip is still, good girl, circling around me, dropping the ball, chasing it, circling around me. She wants to engage with me. She knows I'm the source for fun. And by doing this sort of thing, by linking obedience to everything it is she wants, She starts to see me as the source for all good things. So instead of obedience as being something that's a hassle, make obedience something that triggers fun and entertainment and connection, and your dogs will love it. Your dogs will get like mine, that when I take out a leash, they start jumping up and down going, me, 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 pick me, pick me. I want it to be special time for my dogs and for me. All right, so you can use the mine when you go outside at first. Well, start with it in the house and make sure you're solid in the house, that your dog will do this with you on or off leash in the house with no problem. You step in front of them, they stop, they look at you, they sit, you smile, you praise, you reward, perfect. Then take it outside. But when you take it outside, go back. Go back a few steps. Because anytime you go to a new environment, expect to lose about 50% of what you had. It comes back faster. And the more environments you train in, the faster it comes back. But you go to the backyard that's normally been fun and games place, and your dog will go, mine? We've never played that before. So put them on lead. Do it just as if they are a puppy. (laughs) Good girl. Sorry, she just threw the ball at me, and that always cracks me up. Tosses it in my direction. And build from there. And when they get good, then take them off leash. Always start on lead. If you're doing sits, have them sit right next to you. Again, have them on lead. Ask them to wait. Toss the ball. If they start to rush forward, use a little simple sit like we teach in My Smart Puppy to remind them, "Uh uh-uh, nope. You're really having trouble with that? Go back and play Mother May I. 
And Mother May I is a lot of fun. I think every dog should play this. You take a biscuit or something they're interested in and toss it 10 feet in front of you. Your dog is on leash. And when they look up at you, and you can say their name, do whatever you need to do to get them to look at you, smile, praise, give them a treat, and take one step toward the item. Again, have them look at you, smile, praise, treat, one step toward the item. And should they ever lunge toward the item, and of course they will at first, you back up and call them. Jiggle that lead, work it as a head turn game, and get them back to you. What I want is, whenever the dog wants something, I want them to look at you first. And that's a great game to build it. So then when you take it outside, as we are now, I'll do this with her right now, see how we're doing. Bring it here. <laughs> it's hard on a hill to get the ball first. That's what we're working on. Good job. Very nice, thank you. Sit. Good girl. We're facing in the same direction as if we were in the heel position. Wait. Hand swing in front of her. Toss it. Good. That was really nice. That was great. She's staring right at me. Mouth is open. Take it. There you go. Good job. So those sorts of games start to weave. Obedience with play, play with obedience. It really starts to be fun. But really, if your dog doesn't listen in a certain part of the yard or the park or the house, it's probably because you never asked him to or you never worked him there. So if your dog's doing great in the living room, put him on lead and try him in the basement. Try him in the garage. Try him in the upstairs guest room. Try him in different locations. And what you'll find at first is the dog goes, huh? And then very quickly they get responsive. And the more responsive they are, the better it'll be the next time you try something. But if your dog isn't good in a new room in the house, you shouldn't be surprised that they're not great outside. All right, now she just ran ahead. Ooh, she got the basketball. That is one of her favorites. All right, so we will play with that. What can we do with the basketball that would be fun? Yep, she's got it. Good. <laughs> she's looking at me, wagging her tail. She's hoping. Let's do something fun, Mom. Let's do this. And now she's downing. She's trying everything. So I'm going to try a work up. B-A-C-K with her around this. So back, get it. So what I did is backed her. For dogs that aren't used to this, you may have to step toward them a little bit, but I want her to learn that moving away from the item she wants gets her the item she wants. That's a good zen for a terrier. Back, nice. <laughs> and I flipped it over in her direction and now she's <laughs> okay, shaking it, got it by her front paws, shaking it, shaking it some more. All right, so this is new. And she's telling me by those multiple shakes two things. Number one, that she loves her basketball. Um, and number two, that backing away from it is hard. It is hard. That's hard work, huh? Back. Good job. And there she gets it. Okay, there's another level of this that you can do that's hard as well. And that is walking your dog away from a toy they love. When I started this with Pip, um, last week I think I started this game, just occurred to me to do it with her, and did she do well? No! What she did is she pivoted in front of me so she could see the toy and walked backward. <laughs> Good interpretation, not what I want. So I guided her into position a couple of times, and she got it, and the minute she got it, I released her and let her go back and get the toy. So that's her reward, and let's see how we're doing with that now. She's shaking it for all it's worth but that's what she normally does with this toy. Pip, leave it. Good girl. Good job. Good. Let's go. Nice, beautiful. Boy, she's got nice eye contact. Good, her mouth is open. That's excellent. I'm gonna pivot back toward it. Good, take it. Oh, that was pretty. Say, that was really nice. 
good girl. And she just went and tackled it for all she's worth. Now she's understood this game. Probably took me five or six reps with her because she does understand let's go nicely and she does understand the concept of giving me attention to get what she wants but it was hard now we've got it and she's doing it with a big smile nice and relaxed she's not forging she's not glancing back when you start this for heaven's sakes have the dog on lead if you need to have food in your pocket so when they give you attention for walking away from a toy reward them feed them make it fun for them then turn when they look at you send them back to go get it <laughs> wow, are we halfway through already? All right, we're going to hear from our sponsors and be right back. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's pet will be back in two shakes of a tail, right after recess. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Ugh. Okay, Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Pay attention. There may be a quiz later. Okay, you're back. Good. Now, where were we? Let's try that again. Leave it. Good, that was excellent. Good girl. I pat my leg, that means get into position. Excellent. Now that's not magic at all, it's just whatever you do consistently with your dog is what your dog understands. I happen to pat my leg. Other people will do something else. So don't get attached to what I do or another trainer does, just do it consistently and your dog will learn to understand you. Good girl. Let's go. Good, we get a little nose looking there. Good girl, now the mouth has popped open. Good, very good. The nose licking is a signal of some stress, but the open mouth and the big smile, take it, means she's relaxing. So I'm going to watch all those things. I'm always reading, how stressed is my dog? How's she doing with that? Now for her, I don't mind that it takes time to build some stuff, because frankly, what I think of taking time really isn't too much time. 
So when your dog doesn't succeed at something, as she didn't succeed last week on this idea, then you just practice it with little bits. And the minute she gave me any amount of attention on this, I sent her right back. And now she understands. She focuses on me. She's going to get back to the toy she wants to play with. What a deal for her. Very nice. Back. Good. Down. I'm going to do something new here. We're going to see what it is. I'm going to dribble the ball around. I haven't done that. Down. Yeah, as I suspected, not so good. Good girl. Come here. Down. Now, why would I say good girl to her? Because what you couldn't see is when I moved toward her to um, take her by the collar and lead her back to where she started, she shifted away from me to get to the ball, and then she caught herself and looked at me. So I told her good girl for looking at me, and we're going to try this again. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm laughing because I released her. I popped the ball back in her direction and she didn't get up. Because taking her back and putting her down like that, just guiding her back and placing her is... Oh, boy, that's a correction that I haven't done on her in a long time. And she got it. She got it. Corrections do not need to be dramatic in order to be effective. So what she did is when I touched the ball the first time, she popped up pivoted over about four feet so she could be facing me in the ball again and dropped into the down position. Not what I wanted. I wanted her to stay put in the down. So I just brought her back. She got it. She got it. Another dog, you might need to just touch the ball with your foot and then release her. You might need to break it down a little bit more. But remember, with any sort of dog training, when you're having trouble, slow it down, break it down, reward more frequently. So let's see if she got that. Good girl. Back, down, I don't want her getting it. Beautiful. Good. I'm kicking it around. And every time I touch it with my foot, her whole body shakes a little bit. It's sort of startled. She's like, oh, I want that. I want that really badly. Okay, get it. And I gave it a good kick and off she goes. Whoops. <laughs> okay. Oh, the basketball banked over the burn pile and so did my dog. Because she's a riot. So she's bringing it back to me. She thinks this is interesting. But she's also chomping on it. And I'm probably just going to walk around and let her relax a little bit because that was new and new things for her tend to be a little bit stressful and I'm not in any rush. I don't care how long this takes. I'm having fun with her and she functions in my world just fine so if she has a little trouble, <laughs> okay not that much trouble because she just came back, dropped the basketball in front of me and said let's play another round, let's play another round. All right good girl, back, down, good. You're so good. Her mouth is open, she's nice and happy, her ears are up. Oh, that's good. She's startling a little less every time I touch that ball. Good girl. Good girl. Very nice. Okay, get it. And off she goes. Whoa. What a riot. One of the first times I had her in my training room up in New York, I had a big balance ball, a big stability ball up there, the kind you work out on in the gym. They're not cheap, by the way. And she saw it. She ripped across the room. She jumped up. She rode it over the top and down the other side, which I thought would spook her or something. Not at all. She landed, pivoted, bit it, which I thought would surprise her. Not at all. And then she dragged it around the room as it was letting out air and deflating. Okay, number one, funny. Number two, oh no, that's a lot of puffy. So I know she loves to chase balls and play with it. Last time she's had a chance to deflate a balance ball. We do more work on them now than destroying them. But this dog loves to play. So what a great motivator for her. 
other of your dogs may get too excited by play right now, so you have to use food or you have to use a toy they're not totally in love with. Many a Labrador will not function around tennis balls at first. Now, I think it's critical that you do get control around tennis balls, but you might start with something slightly less exciting. Because remember, you set yourself up for success. Training isn't a series of tests that you give your dog so you can fail them and correct them. Training is a series of, it's like coaching. You coach them to build the skills they need so that when you are in the game, life, they'll understand what you want. And your job is to break each exercise down to the point where they can succeed and then ask a little more and a little more each time they play it. Always raise the bar. But as I said to uh, somebody at the <laughs> at uh, what every pro should know this weekend is raise the bar all you want, but don't use it to beat yourself with. So don't be hard on yourself or hard on your dog just because you have high expectations. Just work more, break it down better, and proceed. One of the things you guys would enjoy from what every pro should know is that uh, we had 50 pros there. We had groomers, boarding kennel owners, pet sitters, dog walkers, animal control officers, police canine handlers, service dog trainers, everybody. We had a great selection. And I said, show of hands who has ever been embarrassed by their dog in public and every single hand in the room shot up because it happens it happens if you can't eat humble pie don't train dogs because they will show you at some point that what you thought they understood and what they do understand are two entirely different things or what you intended to teach and what you did teach are two entirely different things and that is normal all right, so don't be afraid to try. Just set it up for success. Have your dog on leash if you need to. Have treats with you if you need to. Use a toy that's not too exciting if you need to. And start bringing the commands they already know inside, outside. And make those commands the doorway to the things they love to do. And your dog will be so excited to go out and work with you. Because the bottom line is, too, your dog doesn't know the difference between work and and play until you teach them that difference. We tend to play, we're nice and happy when we quote unquote play, and then when we work, I've seen people get very serious and intense, because I'm working, this is school. But why should your dog understand that difference? Why is fetch more fun than down? Because you make it more fun. How many dogs love agility? And you know why they love agility? Because the owners love agility. If we owners trained obedience with the same enthusiasm that we trained agility, our dogs would rock in obedience. I know, but we find obedience more boring. Sit, good dog, sit, good dog, sit, good dog. Oh, that was really good. Tunnel, add a dog. Wow, they did that tunnel. That's amazing. And then we say, see, he doesn't really like obedience very much. No. You don't really like obedience very much. So remember, any differentiation your dog has between games and obedience was installed by you. Because you're the one with the opinion. Whoop, okay, just kick the ball and off she goes. So have fun with your dogs. Set yourselves up for success. Alright, so what is it that we went over before we sign off? Because, geez, it turns out we've been out here for almost half an hour. Well, first of all... Have your dog on leash before you leave the house and start with your control there. Sit means the door opens. If your dog rushes out, 
back up and call the dog back in. Make that a come when called situation because they don't have to rush out the door and drag you with them. Another really funny thing to do if your dog likes to rush out the door is have them on leash. The dog rushes out. Simply close the door. Hold on to the leash. Close the door. Make sure your dog doesn't have more than a foot or two or leash and just wait. Don't look at them. Nothing. You just stand there, count to 20, open the door. Good dog, come and do that once or twice. And once they realize that they're not getting anywhere, if they don't come with you, they'll stop rushing out the door. It's so simple and it really works. You leave the house with your dog. You then start playing little games that they already know and release them to play or to sniff or to take a break. You come to a gate, they sit, they wait, because sitting and waiting causes the gate to open. Sitting and waiting causes the toy to be thrown all those things. So obedience becomes the gate to fun. And wait till you start thinking this way. Your dog is going to be walking along next to you going, oh, 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 you can tell me something? Going to tell me something? Because whenever you tell me something, something good happens. This is awesome. With recalls, <laughs> which means come when called in dog training language. All right, I'm playing with my dog here a little bit, just a second. Yeah, I know. This is too much fun. Out. Good girl. Down. Okay. <laughs> For recalls, when you call them, praise right away. And if you need to have them on a long line, have them on a long line. Who cares? But praise them the moment they look at you in any way. And if they don't look at you, back up and jiggle that lead, pulse squeeze that lead, as explained in My Smart Puppy, until they look at you and then praise, yay, good puppy, you're awesome. If the dog's off lead, come and then clap and run the opposite direction. They'll come flying because dogs usually hate to miss a party. Be the party. And when you're not giving commands, ignore them. Boring, 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 boring. And then come, yay, good dog. And they get treats or a toy gets thrown and they will beg you to say come to them. They will wait. But if the only time you ever say come is to haul them into the house or to put them in the crate to leave for work, well, no surprise, they don't like to do it. Yeah, this is dogs are very cause and effect. If your dog doesn't like a command, try to figure out when is it that I give it to the most often. And if you give it to the most often and do something they don't like, then guess what? They're not going to like the command. <laughs> Hi, Nikki. That's my Arabian Nikki who's waving hello and is hoping I'll find time today to do something with him because they love to work too. I'm trying to wrestle the gate shut here against a basketball. So play these games, have this sort of fun, and let me know, how is this working for you? What's successful? Eh, what's not so successful? And I'll brainstorm answers with you. Until next week, remember, any dog can be a teacher's pet. Have fun, and this is Sarah Wilson signing off of Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. Take care. Schools in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.